Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am a trauma support coach and spiritual mentor who works with people from all over the world who are struggling with unresolved wounding. I do this by gently guiding them to healing, peace, and self-love through my one-on-one coaching. In addition to this, I also write a weekly spiritually based blog and I'm the host of Kelly Bramblett's High Vibe Podcast, which can be heard on all major streaming platforms. My mission is to help spread a message of hope to the hopeless and inspire others to heal the collective by first healing themselves. I am a fully certified general life coach, trauma care specialist, law of attraction practitioner, EFT practitioner, and a level three Usui Reiki master teacher. My first book, Alchemy of the Phoenix, From the Ashes of Trauma to the Light of Love, was released July 1st, 2020, and continues to offer further support for trauma survivors worldwide. You can learn more about my work by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com. Hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this High Vibe podcast episode, and I am really excited about today's episode where I'm kicking off season four of Kelly Bramblett's High Vibe podcast. And, you know, really the only way I break up the season seem to be based on like major life events that are taking place. And the most current major life event was a major move. So I moved from Colorado to Florida, which is pretty close to a, you know, cross country, relocated, jumped into a brand new life. And that required some time to obviously make that move, get settled in, get back to it. But I'm here, I'm settled. I have some amazing interviews already lined up for this new season. So I'm really, really excited for this new cycle in so many ways, including here on my podcast. So I'm going to be kicking off this season talking about a body, mind, spirit practice, which has taken a major role in my own life. And I will talk about more of the reason why that is once we really start to get into this episode. But before we get started, as always, I'm going to take a short break and then I will be back to explain why this has become so important, what a body-mind practice even is, and how it can help benefit you as well. So I will be right back to jump right in. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome back. So as I mentioned in this intro today, I'm going to be talking about a practice that I have cultivated over time called the body, mind, spirit practice. But before I get into the details of what this entails, I first want to talk about why it's important how I got started with this and how it can help benefit you. And then I will walk you through the easy, very easy steps of how you can create and cultivate your very own body, mind, spirit practice. So I've talked a ton on my podcast. I've written it in my books and my work, on my videos, on my TikTok, across social media, basically across my platforms and all of my work. I have talked a ton about the importance of a morning spiritual practice. And I stand by that importance. So nothing has changed there. But I have neglected so 
But I've neglected to talk about other important practices that need to be added into our daily routines for us to be healthy on a holistic level. Holistic meaning whole level, obviously. So when we talk about holistic health, that is incorporating the body, the mind, and the spirit and nourishing and healing all three of these aspects for a total health. Now, this is a big disconnect that we have here in the States, especially in Western medicine, where we have where Western medicine has disconnected from the body and spirit importance. And I find some of us in the spiritual work and healing work around spirituality, I guess I could say, and I find some of us that do healing work on a spiritual and energetic level by the same token can neglect certain aspects of of the holistic health process as well. And that's not to say everyone, but I do see it happen often in this industry. And there is a place for both, obviously. There is a place for all of it. It's all important. So when we're talking about holistic health and the reason behind it, it's really simple. Because when we're honoring all aspects of our experience, of our beingness, of our health, then we have balance. And when we're in balance, we feel our best. And so it's easy to see when you think of it in those terms, why this is so important and why adapting a body, mind, spirit practice is really beneficial for every single person on this planet. So I have been definitely one of those people that I spoke about earlier who has been out of balance in this way. I have done a wonderful job nourishing my spirit through practice, through learning, through attending retreats, through listening to other people. And and by the same token, I have also done a lot to nourish my mind. I read a lot. I'm well studied. I do things that I know are going to help my brain stay active like Sudoku and different things like this. But when it came to nourishing and nurturing and caring for my body, that aspect really fell to the wayside. And there's a few reasons for that. First of all, just my natural disposition is not someone who is super active. I will never be one of those people who's going to like hit the gym and lift weights and run on machinery. It's just not for me. It doesn't match my personality, my energy levels. I benefit from exercise where somehow there's like an activity of fun or element of fun, I guess I should say, incorporated into it rather than kind of this mission of like, I've got to hit the gym. But we're all different. And for some people, that structure of hitting the gym every day works great. So there's not one wrong or or right, so to speak. But for me, I've struggled because I'm just not one of those people that's super energetic or that really if I'm being honest, particularly enjoys exercise while I'm doing it. I, because of my high sensitivity, tend to feel really drained. Um, I struggle with fatigue often. I can be overstimulated, which will cause me to kind of shut down sometimes and need to go into retreat mode. And so just all the way around, I'm kind of just a hermit crab in that way. 
But there have been some things that have shown up, especially as I'm aging, that have really put my physical health in the forefront of my life and and really shined a light on why I need to also bring more focus to this aspect. And some of those things have been obviously just the aging process. I'm 43, so I'm noticing difference in my different. So I'm noticing those differences. So I'm noticing those differences in my body due to aging. And I want to have the best quality of life I can for the longest time. And so as I'm starting to notice these things, I realized, okay, I'm still young enough now that I can begin to incorporate some healthy practices that are going to help give me a better quality of life into my older years as I continue aging. So that was kind of one of the reasons. And with all that came menopause, which I am currently in the throes of. I've been talking about this pretty openly on most of my platforms. So if you listen to me regularly, or if you follow me in other places, this probably won't be something new to you. But after going to the doctor because of some changes I was noticing, and honestly, I was just wanting to make sure that I was okay, that there was nothing more serious wrong. It was confirmed to me through blood work that yes, I'm menopausal. And with that has come a whole slew of things. And some of the most debilitating are obviously the mood swings. But for me, also fatigue. Like I said, I've never been high energy, but the fatigue I've been experiencing from the hormone changes, I haven't really experienced any other time in my life with the exception of when I was pregnant in those early stages with my three kids. It is like I'm dragging my body around some days and I am just exhausted. So this became a problem for me. And I kind of started looking at these things like the fatigue, the mood swings, the weight gain, all of these things. And I said, okay, I'm not resolving to this is how it has to be. Like I know there are things I can do to support myself so that I have more vitality, more energy, even through this like major life change that I'm going through, which is very physical in the body. So that was the other thing I started doing research on that. And that really brought my physical health to the forefront of everything. So with those two things combined, it kind of gave me the kick in the ass that I really needed to get serious about my physical health and as serious about my physical health as I have been about these other areas of health. And that's when I really started incorporating the body, mind, spirit practice daily. And this worked really well for me because again, I'm not someone who's great with like extremes. I'm not going to say, okay, Monday, I'm going to start running five miles or Monday, I'm going to get into the gym and I'm going to do 45 minutes of cardio. Like I know that that would be setting myself up for failure. So I found that this simple body, mind, spirit practice helped me create shift, but in very subtle ways that seemed very doable. So basically creating attainable goals for myself, knowing that when I set attainable goals and I stick with them, I feel good about that. And then I can create another small goal and taking those goals, small bites at a time, rather than trying to go from zero to 10 in some manic, state of, I have to get healthy. So I'm going to create these unrealistic goals that I know go against the way my body works, the way my mindset is currently set and all of these things. And so I started with this very simple practice, which I'm going to walk you through. And it's really just as it sounds. 
you know, I already had a morning practice. So then it was saying, okay, so that's great. I'm doing this spiritual aspect already. So how can I bring these other aspects in? And so this practice consists of every day I choose one thing I will do for my body, one thing I will do for my mind, and one thing I will do for my spirit. When And when you are doing this daily, you bring in this beautiful consistency that really creates the shift and supports bigger goals that you're working towards. And so these things don't have to be huge. And I'll give you some examples. Like some days this will look like prayer and gratitude, 30 minutes of yoga, and 10 or 15 minutes of reading. Simple, you know, or it could be I'll sit and do my Sudoku for 10 or 15 minutes and give my brain exercise that way. But again, for me, the real focus has been needing to bring that focus to the body. But for you listening, you might need work in all three. You might be doing great with the body stuff and you need to bring in a more spiritual aspect. So while I'm talking about this from my own personal experience, your experience may be completely different, but really it comes down to that self-evaluation and looking at where do I need improvement and then making choices based on your individual needs. And that's all any of us can really do. Now, as I have been incorporating this three-step process and practice into my daily life, obviously my goals have continued to grow in this area. And so I am incorporating greater goals than just doing that 30 minutes of yoga. And some days I don't even do that. Some days it's walking. Some days it's a static dance. That's one of my favorites is just to put the music on, get in the vibe and dance, which is great cardio actually. And I barely even notice that I'm working out because dancing is actually an activity that I really, really connect with and love. Having done these things, my energy levels are returning. My mood swings are lessening. I'm feeling more energetic. I'm feeling more high vibe again. I'm feeling more like myself to where for a while, the complete chaos of the hormone imbalance of menopause had me feeling as if I might be losing my mind. And I've talked to a lot of other women at this point that have gone through it and realized this is a common way of feeling. And understanding that our hormones play such a huge role in how we feel on a day-to-day basis. But there are still things that we can do no matter what phase we're in in our life or no matter what our body is going through to help support those transitions. And so a lot of my health goals have been based around supporting that. And again, yours might be different. But I encourage you if you're listening to this to again, do that observation that I was speaking of and look at your own life. Do you have any consistent practice at all? Are you nourishing any of these areas? Are you maybe, as I said, nourishing the body, but the spirit needs more work? Do you need to do more things to help keep your mind and your brain sharp and healthy? And I'll tell you another great practice that really incorporates both the spiritual, the physical, or all three, I guess I should say, the spiritual, the physical, and the mental is kundalini. And it's really, really interesting how science has kind of caught up with these kundalini belief systems or people who practice kundalini yoga, the belief system behind it. You know, when we're practicing kundalini, the idea is we are awakening this kundalini energy that sits at the base of the spine. And it's often represented as a spiral or a snake that through practice uncurls and moves its way up the spine and through the crown. 
So what we've learned through science is that when we do a lot of the breath work and breath retention and movements, twisting movements, along with the breath work that is involved in Kundalini yoga, what's really happening is we are moving these spinal fluids up through the spine and giving our brain this beautiful brainwash basically of spinal fluids. Now this is something that normally only happens a couple times in a 24 hour period, but with the practice of Kundalini, and as I said, that retention of breath with the movements that are involved, it kind of forces those fluids up the spine. And with that comes this really beautiful mental clarity. So again, that's a really wonderful practice that you can do that's actually nourishing the body, mind, and spirit all in one shot. Because believe it or not, there's not a ton of movement in kundalini yoga like there is in some other forms of yoga. But when you start doing certain breath, when you start practicing certain breath, like the breath of fire, for example, and you are holding your arms up at this 45 degree angle while doing this somewhat unnatural breath, you definitely get that heart rate going, you get that blood moving. So while it's not necessarily like jumping on a treadmill for 45 minutes, you're still definitely activating the body, the breath, the the blood, the heart in that practice. So that's one that I like to work with, just giving you guys some suggestions and Kundalini is not for everyone. And with any of these things, it's really about tailoring it to what works for you, what interests you, what do you enjoy doing more than anything? Because if we have fun doing something, we're going to want to do it. We're going to want to continue it. It's not going to feel like a chore. So remembering to bring the fun in these practices and not be too rigid with it. Let these things shift from day to day. Some days you might need more movement than other days. Some days just light stretching might be all that your body's wanting. And other days you might feel like hitting that gym for that long extended run or going on a bike ride and really getting that blood pumping. Some days you might need more time in spiritual practice, depending on what's happening in your life. And other days it, you might feel great with just a short 10 minute gratitude practice. So I think another big aspect about the body, mind, spirit practice is to have fun with it and don't be too rigid with it and allow your intuition to lead you on a day by day basis, checking in with yourself, using that time to check in as you're creating the plan for the day and saying, what do I need today? How have I been feeling? You might say I've been feeling kind of sluggish like I've been. I've been feeling really fatigued. So what foods can I give myself today that are going to support natural energy instead of running for that morning coffee and getting that short caffeine burst and then dragging for the rest of the day? And that's just an example of how this looks. So part of the practice is even just the check-in to where you are really tuning into all of these layers of self, to the body, to the mind, to the spirit, and asking, what do I need more of today? And what does that look like for me? That in itself becomes a practice of mindfulness and intentionality. And then when we actually take those steps towards action, actionable steps to fulfill those needs, there's a whole other level that comes in through this practice. So this isn't 
rocket science, guys. It's not mind-blowing stuff, but I do think it's these little things that can fall through the cracks in our day-to-day -day life when we get caught up in our, our families, our relationships, our jobs, our chores, our day-to-day -day human activities that we must do to survive in this human world, to be a participant in our lives with others. And I think these really simple things tend to fall through the cracks and they tend to get put on the back burner. And so I'm not sharing anything mind blowing, but I am sharing something life changing. And that's when you know it's potent work. So I encourage you to create your own body, mind, spirit practice over the next at least 21 days to create that habit and see how you feel. See how you feel. See what has improved. And before you really get started on it, I encourage you to take that moment of intentionality and look at the areas where you need to most incorporate what. So I hope that this has served you. Let me know, guys, if you give this a try. So if you're already doing this or you give it a try, reach out to me, share your stories with me. I love hearing about how these things go for you guys after I share them. And with that, I am going to be ending this first episode into my season four High Vibe podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining me here. Make sure to subscribe. As I said, I have some amazing guests that are going to be coming on this season and you don't want to miss it. Whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And as always, I'm sending out so much love to each and every one of you.